listen to my voice and feel its warmth as it flows into your mind. Episode 5 of Erotic Hypnosis, Tales of Evelina. I am the hypnotic goddess, Mistress Evelina, and this week's episode will feature a story called Codename Evelina, with the male parts being read by my house pet. This story was written in 2000 by my hypnoslave, and that is the date of the original copyright. This audio recording is copyright 2006, all rights reserved. For details, read my official copyright statement at hypnosis.st slash podcasts slash copyright. Codename Evelina, the very fictional adventures of a very real hypnotic dominatrix from Miami, who rescues a downed NATO pilot using her unusual powers, then meets a certain lame duck executive. It was a moonbright night at the NATO Air Force Base, nestled in the shallow valley among the low-lying desert hills. A group of uniformed men approached a plane especially designed for the clandestine dropping of parachute assault troops into enemy territory. In the center of the group, a short, finely conditioned, obviously female figure lumbered under the weight of a huge jump helmet, full military parachute pack, a kit bag of high explosives, and a duffel containing highly secret government communications equipment. When they reached the plane, a man wearing a uniform, bearing shoulder flashes from the NSF, hurriedly introduced the members of the party to the waiting crew and pilot of the aircraft. He shook the hand of the parachutist, and helped boost her through the side hatch of the clumsy-looking UV-18 Twin Otter. The men on the runway retreated from the turbulence of the engines as the propeller-driven aircraft lurched down the runway, leaping forward into the warm night air. The red and green lights on the wingtips bobbed gently as the plane accelerated, turning north toward the ancient city that was its destination. The first attempt to parachute a secret agent into the desert kingdom was underway, and the agent, codenamed Evelina, was a spy who would, alone, attempt to rescue a high-level prisoner locked in a desert prison located near the edge of the city. The plane had been in the air 45 minutes, when a green light flashed in the main cabin and the jump master gently shook the young, blonde agent from her light nap. So confident was she of her skills that she had almost immediately fallen into a peaceful sleep as the plane had banked towards its destination. Evelina lowered her firm, athletic body into the jump door of the plane. Her well-muscled legs were buffeted by the prop wash rushing by the open hatch. 
Under the light of the full moon, the lithe beauty could see the details of the earth passing below in surprising detail. Evelina clipped her static line onto the jump cable and checked her reserve chute. The plane banked left gently, exposing the jump door to the ground, and the jump master tapped the comely blonde on the shoulder. Jump zone! He shouted. She leapt into the night air. Over her head, the camouflaged parachute opened perfectly, and she gently swung back and forth in the air, slowly falling toward the ground. Evelina floated earthward in a moonlit sea of silence, utterly alone. The ground approached steadily, and moments later she touched down in a lonely desert area, a short mile's jog from the city limits, and only half a mile or so from the high-security military prison. Her assignment, once there, was to get into the prison, locate the cell of a downed senior fighter pilot, and return to a drop zone where a combat helicopter would pick them up. Should she happen to be able to leave some packages of high explosives in the prisoner's place, it would be fine. But the job was to get the pilot out. Only 15 minutes later, she knelt in some bushes about 50 yards from the prison entrance, concealed by the foliage, and obscured due to the fact that the prison's searchlight pattern missed that area. All information known before the drop due to satellite surveillance. She instantly became aware that there were only three uniformed guards on the perimeter, just as intelligence had advised. She dropped the pack and the kit to the ground, then took off the jumpsuit. Underneath, Evelina was wearing a black, shining outfit. It fit snugly around her firm breasts and encased her upper legs in shorts. Long, black boots finished her outfit. It was a combat suit, the likes of which was worn by no other spy in government service. Evelina was, however, the most effective operative that the government had in its employ. In fact, she was so good, she was the only spy who was allowed to work part-time for the government. Pursuing her own outside interests, the rest of the time. Most of the time, she was webmaster at a website, dominatrix.st, which gave her an unbreakable cover story and concealed her identity as a government agent. She boldly walked up to the prison's main gate, now bathed in the illumination of the spotlight mounted on the concrete wall. The guards, like all other males who have ever seen Evelina, were struck by her amazing appearance and watched, dumbfounded by her sheer beauty and sensuality, as she approached them. As she drew near, she smiled a sexy, disarming smile and sensuously licked her lips, then crooked her index finger, beckoning them closer to her. No man could resist such an invitation. They drew near. Suddenly, like a lightning bolt, her leg kicked out in a powerful round kick, knocking one guard unconscious. A quick right hand and a follow-up front kick dropped the other two to the ground. She looked around, 
and then drug the guards to a place of concealment, handcuffing and gagging them expertly so they could not interfere with her activities. Briefly, she wondered what they would think when they woke up, shackled, helpless, and ball-gagged. Swiftly, she retrieved her bags and hoisted them over her sexy shoulders, then set out to find the only prisoner in this great concrete edifice. As she walked down the main hall of the prison, she could hear voices. This was not to plan. The prison was supposed to be deserted, save the outside guards and her target, Colonel Robert Jensen, but obviously Colonel Jensen was being interrogated. This would make the rescue harder, but certainly not impossible for the lovely blonde spy. She again shed her packs, placing them next to the concrete block wall, and crept down the hall to the cell confining the colonel and peeked in. Jensen was lying unconscious on his steel bunk, blood trickling from the side of his mouth. But other than that, the cell was empty. Good try, young lady, but not quite good enough, boomed a deep, accented male voice behind her. As she slowly turned to face the sound, she saw a dark, tall, uniformed intelligence officer. He was holding an AE-44 Cal Desert Eagle automatic pistol in his hand, and it was pointing straight at Evelina's stomach. The beautiful blonde agent stood up to her full five-foot-four-inch height, at least a foot shorter than the man holding the weapon, and smiled. Yes, it looks like you caught me. But it's like when you're hunting big game and run across a bear. Who has captured who? Well, I'm standing here holding, as one of your American movie stars used to say, the most powerful handgun in the world. So I guess it's fairly clear as to who is the hunter and who is the hunted. All is not as it seems, is an old saying, isn't it, my friend? Evelina responded, smiling. Evelina moved a bit closer and held up her hand. On her index finger was a large gold ring with a huge blue faceted stone, which she raised up so that it was lined up next to her eyes her deep, hypnotic eyes, and the stone were both displayed so the gunmen could see their sparkling beauty. For instance, most think this ring is of great value, yet it is not what it seems. It is a rare, old, magical ring with mysterious powers. Its greatest worth is not its monetary value. One of its amazing powers is its ability to fascinate anyone who gazes upon it. Fascinate anyone. Doesn't it fascinate you? Don't be ridiculous. Put your hands up, girl. It's not ridiculous. It's true. This ring does fascinate anyone who looks at it. I want you to look. She stepped even closer. In spite of himself, 
Bashar, the intelligence agent, was affected by Evelina's beauty and sensuality, as any man would be. Her closeness, the warmth of her body, so close to his. Her seething sexuality combined to throw him off balance for a moment, and he, in fact, did look at her ring, which she was showing him by moving her hand back and forth across his field of vision, near his eyes. This ring, it's so valuable, and I can give it to you, if you just let me go. Look at it, so rich, so valuable, so bright and shining. It's almost as if there is a glow coming from within it. It must be valuable. It could be yours. If you just let us go, look at it. As she continued to slowly move her hand back and forth, she noticed that Bashar's eyes were following the swaying movement of her hand and the ring. And she continued to wave it slowly in front of his eyes. Shining, fascinating, compelling, as it moves back and forth, back and forth. It almost seems to pull you right into the shining jewel. If you owned this ring, you would be a rich man. You want to own the ring, don't you? It was not a question, but a statement. Certainly, Bashar wanted to own the ring. Yes. He mumbled as he gazed directly at the ring, confused as to what was happening. He momentarily tried to avert his eyes from the ring in fear. But as he shifted his gaze, he found himself staring into Evelina's deep, compelling eyes. The ring, her eyes, the ring, he was transfixed. See how the light from the ring flickered like a bright blue flame as the light reflects into your eyes, shining, glittering. Look at it. Look. His eyes moved back to the ring. Whenever the light hit the jewel in the ring, it seemed to glow even more brightly making Bashar desire to own the ring even more. Riches. Riches that would be his. So valuable, my pet. So expensive. So compelling. So fascinating. You want it. You must have it. 
you will be a wealthy man, if only you own the ring. Now, Bashar's head was spinning, or was the ring spinning around his head? Either way, he felt so dizzy. Somehow, the only thing anchoring him was this woman's soft, compelling voice. Look directly at the ring now. Deep into the depths of the ring. Deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper into the center of the ring. You can't look away. You don't want to look away. Because if you do, someone else will steal the ring. It will not be yours. It will disappear. You don't want that to happen, do you? Again, the question that was not a question. Bashar knew that if he looked away, the ring would be gone. His wealth, his riches, all gone. He had to keep looking at it. So he continued to gaze at the ring as Evelina moved it back and forth in front of his wide-open eyes. No, I do not want to lose the ring. He softly replied. His tongue seemed thick. It was hard to talk. Keep watching the ring as it flashes with power. It glows and flickers and bathes you in its powerful light. Feel the light as it penetrates deeper and deeper into your mind. Feel the light surround you. Feel the light envelop you. Feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper into the light, deeper into the power of the ring, deeper into Evelina's power. Now, the interrogator was standing very still, just staring at the ring, face muscles relaxed, eyes open and vacant, hearing only Evelina's voice as she continued to pull him deeper under her magical, hypnotic spell. Her voice seemed so far away, yet every word was clear to him. Let my voice fill your mind as you stare at the ring. My voice you would like 
to own the ring. But right now, Evelina owns the ring. So the power in the ring belongs to her. I am Evelina. The power belongs to me. Look deeper and deeper into the center of the ring. Feel its power. Feel my power. Let my voice fill your mind, driving out all your thoughts, just my thoughts. My thoughts become your thoughts. As you stare at the ring, my thoughts are your thoughts. My thoughts control your thoughts. My thoughts control you. Evelina's thoughts control you. There was a long period of silence, while Bashar's mind contemplated these directions. But it was hard to think with all Evelina's thoughts occupying his mind. Thoughts of this beautiful, blonde woman and her shining ring filled his mind. Look deeper, voice, mind. Thoughts. Evelina controls me. All these words tumbled about in his mind. It was as if the woman was using a movie projector. Only the movies were her thoughts, and they were projecting into his brain. Then, suddenly, an epiphany. Evelina controlled him. He was controlled by Evelina. Yes, that was it. Now it all made sense. No more resistance. No more fighting her power. You control me. He told her in an emotionless voice. Then drop the pistol. You have no need for it she said as she smiled at him. The gun clattered to the stone floor of the prison. Kneel down before me, slave. Yes, it all continued to make sense. If she controlled him, if her thoughts controlled him, then he was her slave. He fell to his knees. Good boy, she continued, deepening his hypnotic surrender to her. He would be a valuable asset to her in gaining knowledge about what was going on in this kingdom of secrets. 
Now look into my eyes again. They have the same mesmerizing power of the ring. Look, look, you want to look into my eyes. You need to look into my eyes deeper, deeper. My eyes own you. Surrender to my eyes. She held his face between her beautiful hands, forcing him to stare only into her eyes, not allowing his gaze to waver. Keep looking. Keep looking. And feel your mind. Feel your soul. Being overwhelmed by my power, my mental power, my sexual power, control your mind. Look into my eyes. Now. Bashar was being drawn even deeper under her control. She had used her hypnotic skills in the past to develop a ring of spies who revealed all their secrets to her upon command. But the best thing about her spies was that they did not know they were spies. They were so far under her hypnotic control that they had no memory of their capture and entrancement. But Evelina could, with a single word, place them back under her powerful spell. Bashar's trance key would be Evelina's fuck toy. With that phrase, he would immediately be pulled into an irresistible trance state controlled only by the lovely young spy. Deeper and deeper, my slave. Whenever you hear the words, Evelina's fuck toy, you will return to this deeply hypnotized, restful state and obey every command. Your goddess gives you. Is that understood? She said as her gaze bored into his. Helpless to resist, he simply nodded his consent. To seal his complete surrender, she often linked her mental commands to an erotic experience, so the pleasure of her control was locked into the slave's mind. Surrender and pleasure. One is the same. She drew his face closer to hers, then opened her mouth and kissed him. He almost collapsed from the erotic thrill of the experience. But he was now totally hers. 
Evelina snapped her fingers in front of Bashar's face. Pick up the colonel and carry him to the main gate. The entranced intelligence officer heaved the unconscious flyer over his shoulder in a fireman's carry and started toward the point where Evelina had entered the prison. As they walked down the hallways of the prison, Evelina picked up the pack she had dropped earlier. She opened it and withdrew a powerful radio transmitter and called into the NATO command center and summoned a helicopter to pick up her and the pilot as they reached the prison gate. Secrecy was no longer an issue because soon the whole city would be rocked by explosions, which would, she hoped, mask her escape. Her packs emptied as she placed timed charges on most of the support beams of the prison. While she walked down the hall, Bashar in the lead, carrying the prisoner. After she left, this facility would be useless. Minutes later, Evelina, Bashar, and Jensen crouched in the entrance of the prison yard. She forced Bashar to look once more into her eyes. Evelina's fuck toy, she whispered, and his eyes again lost all emotion. Remember, when you hear that word again, you will be unable to lie to me. You will tell me the truth. In person, on the phone, by a radio, any time you hear my voice say those words, you will obey. Do you understand? Yes, my mistress. He answered, as the helicopter landed in front of the gate, spreading sand and dust all over the prison yard. Evelina ordered Bashar to carry the still unconscious pilot to the open door of the craft. As the intelligence officer dumped his body into the cargo area, Evelina shouted awake and shot Bashar in the arm. She knew if he showed no signs that he had resisted the attack, he himself would have been killed. And with the three uniformed guards still unconscious, they would not inform the army that Bashar had helped in the escape. Now Bashar was the newest of her secret spies, not aware himself of the control Evelina had exerted over his pliable mind. He slumped to the ground, clutching his arm, momentarily wondering how he got to the gate without remembering how. Then he fell unconscious, free for the moment from her hypnotic control. Free until he heard the words, Evelina's fuck toy. As the helicopter flew off into the night, deafening explosions could be heard coming from inside of the unoccupied prison. In a secret office of the White House, Evelina was being congratulated by a high executive of our government on her success. Yet another medal was being pinned on her chest. It seemed to Evelina that the gray-haired man seemed too happy to pin the medal over her ever-perfect breasts. Once again, he said in his southern accent, you have made an invaluable contribution to your country's 
safety, and freedom. Your government will be forever grateful. I have told you this before, but you should know it's still true. You were your country's most valuable spy. His hand brushed firmly against her breast. And on a personal note, my dear, I'd like to show you a new box of cigars that I just recovered from Fidel to celebrate the new closeness between our two countries. I hope they celebrate a new closeness between the two of us as well. Evelina had met this executive before, and no matter how high an official he was, her philosophy of female supremacy was, as always, in effect. All women were superior to all men. She looked into his eyes and whispered, Evelina's factoy. And his eyes slammed shut. Now, my little southern slave boy, crawl over to me and kiss my foot. Yes, my mistress. He whispered as he fell to his knees and crawled on all fours to her feet. He had tried that line on her last mission, and it didn't work that time either. In fact, he had learned the power of her ring then. That cigar trick only worked on interns. <laughs> <laughs>